He's Christian. He's Jimmer. Welcome back to Two Physical Therapists in a Bag of Chips. Bag of Artisan. Artisan? Artisan. Chips. It's not artisanal. Artisan. 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 Artisan chips. A bag of artisan chips. Yep. We've got the Denver Chip Company Sweet and Spicy. For a second, I was afraid you were going to say sweet and soft and sour. Because oh. I don't think sweet and sour chips would be good. We had those ones, didn't we? Yeah. They were, no, we had General no, Sour. General Sour's chicken. Yeah, those were kind of odd. Sorry, my chair's creaky today. Uh-oh. Whoa! Well, before we get to the chips, we're going to cover a lateral collateral ligament. Yes, we are. Well, so as mentioned in the last podcast, the lateral collateral ligament sits on the outside of your knee. It's a relatively thick round band. Think of a pencil. Or a pinky. Or pinky, yeah. It's about the size of your pinky. Yeah. Well, depending on the size of your pinky. Well, it's probably appropriate. It's probably proportional. Probably. In most cases. Like Andre the Giant would have a larger lateral collateral ligament than, say... uh, You'd sure hope so. Yeah. Uh, What's interesting about this is the peroneal nerve sits right near and close to it from an anatomy standpoint. We'll get more into that in just a minute. But the symptoms, very similar to kind of any knee injury, really. Pain, swelling... Loss of range of motion, instability, weakness, trouble walking, and then foot numbness. And this has to do with that peroneal nerve. So the peroneal nerve sits right there, and so peroneal irritation is a more common symptom of LCL injury than just general knee injury or other ligament of the knee injury. So it's something to... Peroneal. Peroneal. I used to call it peroneal, which quickly became perianal, which is a totally different nerve. You can also call it fibular if you want. Depending on which country wrote no, the textbook. No, I like peroneal. Yeah. Um, that doesn't bother, but... So that's a nerve that runs from the outside of your knee, basically around the top of your, your fibula, that, that bone on the outside, down into your foot. So you can have numbness in your foot, and that's how that kind of happens. In terms of mechanism of injury, a blow to the inside of your knee, which is rather rare. It's usually reserved for sports in most cases, or... Uh, or other horrific accidents. <laughs> I've um, I've been a physical therapist for thirty years. Mm-hmm. I've seen one traumatic LCL injury one. in thirty years. Yeah, so I pretty think, rare. I or think, maybe I just avoid them. Yeah, I mean it's it's rare. The last one you heard about, I think, was Robert Griffin did it. Yeah, but, but he, he tore his ACL little, as well. He I mean, had very little ligament left in his knee. There was a lot going on there. I mean. You see it in football when there's a dislocation of the knee. Think like Willis McGahee when he basically just tore his entire tibia away from the rest of his body. Yeah, well, not he and did, then the the uh, it's the tight end for the Bears who dislocated his knee. Yep, was it uh, Miller? But it's yeah, Zach Miller. Zach Miller. Yep. But it's it, uh, an isolated LCL tear is super rare. Remarkably rare. The injury rate is so rare, it's not really written down. They don't feel it's kind of worth it. Yeah. It's there's, there's no specific number. Grades on this, uh, right? A grade one, pain, no gapping or instability. I mean, that's probably the one you'll see the most, maybe. I mean, yeah. even. You know, a lot of times when you have tenders on the lateral yeah. side of the knee, you, you, you would think IT band, right? So yeah, I don't know how many of those are. You really see truly. Right. Grade two is partial gapping. So 
I mean, again, really rare. And a grade three is, is gapping without infield. But as we mentioned, it's something that really just doesn't come up very often. I mean, if you suspect you've torn your LCL, that would be a high-velocity injury, and you probably would have been to the hospital or gone to see a physician or something prior, gone to your PT prior to speculating maybe I tore just my LCL. Yeah, and again, you, you probably have more traumatic injuries to your lower extremity that are concerning than just your LCL. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, recovery time, it's a grade three, right? Like we said, it's probably in conjunction with a, with a number of other things. So recovery time and isolation is, again, a really difficult thing to find. Uh, in my relatively quick overview, I didn't find any isolated LCL cases. So, Yeah, I think it's extremely rare. And even, even in conjunction with uh, a massive traumatic injury to the knee, I think the LCL is usually the only thing that stays intact. Just it's, it is that strong and its attachment is that strong that um, it's pretty rare. Yeah. I think we can all agree on that. So what you, you will see there, right, is, is if you do get a like a proximal, like peroneal nerve injury, right, you, you might suspect some kind of lateral knee capsule issue as well, which would then play into the lateral collateral ligament there. So if someone's dealing with potentially chronic peroneal nerve injury stuff, then you could look into laxity of that LCL. Something to just pay attention to. You can also see some some fibular head, like excessive motion. Again, that's fairly rare to occur. I can't, again, think of a single case. Usually you see tightness there and not hypermobility. Yeah. But it's, it's certainly a possibility. Uh, but not the first thing I ever think of when somebody mentions pain on the outside of their knee. It's almost always IT issues or potentially some meniscus stuff out there agree hence therefore with this will be a very short podcast short podcast surgery uh yeah if you've torn your lcl completely you're you're gonna probably want to have surgery on that i've never seen an lcl reconstruction Uh, i mean i've been doing this only eight years but yeah, I've seen one in 30. Never so you got another 22 years before you yeah, get your never, first one. Never seen Isn't it. Isn't that how that works? I think so. That's the average, right? Uh, the, you know, the, the, it, it does really well with surgery because it's such a thick ligament. that, yeah. that uh, it's, it's very, It does very well with surgery. And as far as protocol is concerned, it's pretty similar to any other knee. ligament injury in the knee. Yeah. Uh, bracing certainly uh, helps, similar to the MCL in this case, where the LCL can be braced quite well. Uh, you know, you see large braces that are used. You see anything with, with like a metal stay on the outside that can certainly be beneficial. Uh, rotation does play a role. And so if you're wearing a brace to protect your LCL, it's kind of, I don't think you need, you need to because it's so rarely hurt that you have to have an injury to warrant putting one on. Like you would never tell someone to prophylactically put a brace on to protect their LCL regardless of activity. No. I mean, I just can't think of a good case. No, if it's that unstable, it needs to be surgically repaired, right? Yeah, you would be doing something different. So, yeah, LCL, probably the rarest knee injury, probably one of the rarest orthopedic injuries out there just in general. Agreed. Very unlikely to see one. 
And if you do, I mean, recovery is going to usually be pretty pretty straightforward. Yeah. Related I, to I, the LCL. I, mean. I, I have a, um, a sample of one. Yeah. And, yeah. and he did really well. Good. Yeah. Age of that particular candidate? Roughly? Uh, was was a, a college football player. Okay. So 19, 20, 21, somewhere like that. Yeah. There you go. And he, pl- he played at like a D3 school. Uh, running back or just a random injury? No, I, I want to say he was some some defensive player. Mm-hmm. And it was just one of those awkward falling into uh, one leg planted in front of the other or somebody rolled into him and his leg stayed planted. and yeah. um, Borderline knee dislocation, lots of trauma. But the, the, definitely uh, the, the complete LCL tear, yeah. which again is super rare. There you go. Super rare, not just regular rare. Like extra, extra rare. Extra rare. Yeah. Extra strength. That's how I rare. like my steak tartare. Extra rare? Yes. Isn't that by default steak tartare? Yeah, but I like mine extra rare. Okay. Like like fresh off the cow. Like well rare. Yes. <laughs> trivia time. This week's trivia. How many countries does the equator pass through? That was an excellent question. What where did you did you think this up or No, I I mean I I've got some trivia sites that I frequent for additional help at times. Gotcha. So that was a great... I can't believe that in all those years of geographical quizzes and, and trivia in the clinic, that that has never come up. That has never came yeah. up. Well, we only had one guess. It was it was correct by Tony Crea. He guessed 11. Nice job, Tony. So this, has a, this is a two-part correct answer, which is interesting. So the equator passes directly through the landmass of Ecuador, Colombia, Brazil, Sao Tome and Principe, Gabon, Republic of the Congo, Democratic Republic of the Congo, Uganda, Kenya, Somalia, and Indonesia. And then it passes through the waters of the Maldives and Kiribati. So you could have guessed either 11 or 13 and been correct. We would have accepted either. It's a, I mean, this is a, this is a tough question. That's a great question. And it'll definitely keep coming back in the clinic. That's good. It's like the, you know, the perennial favorite. What's oh, yeah. the world's largest desert, etc. Yep. Etc. with a T, not etc. with an X. Ooh, that was fun. Well, well done, Tony Crea with 11. Very solid. Yeah. Yeah. This week's trivia question, which Dutch painter painted Girl with a Pearl Earring? Excellent movie, if you haven't seen it. I don't think I have seen it. It's a good movie. Yeah. Pretty sure it's out there on one of the um, Netflixes, Hulus, whatever's up there. But um, yeah, well done. So you can look it up. You can watch the movie and then make your guess. Lots of opportunities really out there. Chip time. Oh. We've been looking forward to these since last week when we first were introduced to the Denver Chip Company. Absolutely. So we've got Denver Chip Company's Sweet and Spicy. This was the 2016 Chicago Reviewer Chip of the Year. So pretty high uh, accolades to, to to live up to here. If you missed last week's uh, podcast, they have their own chippery. They do. Out in, in Lakewood. It's in Lakewood off of Wadsworth. Yep. So if you're into potato chips like Christian and I, Make a run. Go to their chippery. Maybe that'll be the new thing. Brewery tours, that's a thing of the past. Chippery tours, thing of the future. Should, how about you mix chipperies and breweries? Ooh, chip and brewery. That just sounds perfect. You know, chip and brewery. Was, that was a match made in heaven right Chip there. and brewery. 
Uh, that's our idea. Yep. Going to be patented this weekend. Maybe we'll do tours. Chippery brew tours. We're just going to add one to the rebound therapy and chippery Ooh, brewing some space clinic. in the back. I don't yeah. wonder how much room we need. Uh, chip to air ratio, about 40%. These things came out of the bag just full size. I mean, these are big chips we're looking at today, so I'm pretty excited. I had my eye on this one the whole time. Mm. You get a little sweet forward right away. You definitely notice that. And there's definitely spice. Oh, wow. These are good. Yeah. Oh, these are... This spice lingers a little bit, almost like the Zapp's jalapeno one. Mm -hmm. But it's not like overpowering like that chip we tried where we couldn't talk for two minutes. Yeah, that was that was hot. No, it's nice. I mean, the chip is really solid, nice and thick. Obviously, small batch, handcrafted, locally made, good quality stuff here. They're not giving away what spices they're using. It just says spices. Ooh, foldy. Mmm. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. This is, seasoning-wise, one of the best chips I've ever had. It's very good. Yep, I'm gonna give it three thumbs right away. Don't think oh, too yeah. hard about this one. I would give them, I'd give it a fourth thumb if I had one. Ooh. Yeah, that's good. It's a good thing we only put like 10 chips out or I'd finish the bag probably. Mm. Well done, oh, Temper Chip Company. Best chip of the year so far. That's delightful. Mm. Wow. It's good. Beside the fact that they're thick and crunchy, you know, which they are handmade, almost like a kettle chip. Yeah. Um, but that flavor is just amazing. It's definitely a kettle chip. Yeah. Just different. It's um, it's the russet potato as well that helps you get that potato flavor through there. But like you said, immediately it's got this immediate sweet taste. It's not overpowering. It's not like the chocolate chips that we tasted mm -hmm. or we had some other sweet chips. But yeah. Oh, my goodness. That bag's going to be gone before... Uh, that's the lovely. start of the next podcast. That is lovely. Well, yep. thank you for listening today. Next week, we're going to cover posterior cruciate ligament to kind of round out the ligaments of the knee. We're going to review dang Thai rice chips. So that's going to be a bit of a step back, unfortunately. Yeah, maybe we'll just finish these and pretend that they're the... That would be a weird review. Wow. The sweetness of these Thai chips is really coming <laughs> through. Mm. You can really yeah, taste that russet potato in these in these, these rice, rice chips. chips. Yeah. yeah, probably not going to happen then, huh? If you like today's episode, please tell a friend, follow, review, subscribe. If you want more information about the LCL, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter. If you're looking for more information on rebound therapy, check out our website, reboundclinic.com. He's Jimmer. I'm Christian. Thanks for listening.